Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode number 36. What? Something like 36? Of TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, the YouTube channel, this podcast, and Transformers University podcast, and so much more. And I want to welcome you back to this countdown of the top 20 most influential Transformers toys to me, to my personal journey as a Transformers collector and as a fan. Uh, these 20 toys are the ones I deemed probably most important, maybe even most sentimental to a large extent. Now, if you missed part one, which was uh, 20 through 11, I'll give you a quick recap before we get into the top 10. So, at number 20, Dark Crumple Zone from Cybertron. At number 19, Micron Legend Shockwave, the Japanese version of Armada Tidal Wave. At 18, Generation 1 Computron. At 17, G2 Devastator. 16, Power Master Optimus Prime. 15, the E-Hobby GoBots Minibots set. At 14, Action Master Bumblebee. 13, Transformers Animated Bumblebee. 12, G2 Cyberjet Hooligan. And at 11, Beast Wars 2nd Lyo Convoy. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. All right, so that brings us to the top 10. At number 10, we're going to go really with a, um, a modern figure, a really recent figure comparatively to everything else on here, and that is Combiner Wars drag strip and you're going to say eh, why why drag strip because it was the first one i opened um that figure really said to me what combiner wars and generations could be and it was as a collector it was it was eye-opening it was like we're, we're traveling down this road we never thought we'd travel down this road and see individual combiners again and individual toys that merge with a larger toy to be a combiner and for me, post-movie, I never thought they'd approach um, these characters individually, which, let's face it, they're obscure. Few people know who the individual members of a combiner are. Some people may remember the combiner themselves, but once you get out of Devastator, um, the, 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 
the knowledge factor for general parent or just sci-fi fan drops off tremendously. And so knowing that Hasbro was going to attempt this and then did it so well and giving us really, really nice individual combiner components. Uh, yes, they got used to death, but that's beyond the point. The The fact that they did it and the fact that they pulled it off, and they pulled it off so well. Uh, you could see that even with a first wave figure like Dragstrip and it made me super happy they were doing it. Now, coming in at number nine. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. A toy that's been retooled and repainted probably most in Transformers history. I'm pretty sure it's the most reused toy in Transformers history, though MP10 Optimus Prime uh, may be catching up to it. And that is Classics Starscream and the Classic Seeker Mold in general. It is almost an upgrade to that hooligan mold, but it's just so well done. And we had Seekers in Robot Masters a few years prior, and they were kind of just versions of the G1 mold that didn't really come apart, which was kind of neat. Um, but this made it so that they looked like the cartoon, and they were at a fun, playable size. And the fact that they've gone on to make so many versions of this mold... Uh, adds to the collectability factor and plays to one of the things I, I really like as a collector and that is being able to have um, you know what people would call double dipping into a mold I would say it's you know variation on a mold and sometimes that's really just cool in a display you display a whole bunch of these classic seekers and I posted a picture about a year ago on the Twitter feed at TFU underscore info of almost all of my classic seeker mold together and it looks really cool it looks like an army uh, for those of us that grew up in the 80s with transformers but also with gi joe where there were hordes of cobra vipers of various kinds and hordes of gi joe grunts this uh is not something we got to do very often and so and you know as a kid in the 80s convincing your parents to buy a second of the same toy was very hard Usually you had a second because you got it by accident. And uh, <laughs> to me, the classic Seeker Mold uh, kind of just, it scratches a lot of those itches. And I really, really hope that with the new uh, current, I should say, Earthrise Starscream, I know we're getting a couple of repaints and retools, but I really hope they run that one into the ground uh, and, and use it for every possible seeker color combination including the ridiculous skywarp combination uh, that was in my last episode of transformers university from the esso sticker book where they colored in some of the marvel books coloring book art uh if you don't know what i'm talking about go check the last episode go check the screen grab for the last episode and of course check out the twitter feed at tfu underscore info now coming in at number eight this one's very important to uh my collecting story and i think this one could have been number one uh overall <laughs> but i'm been putting it at number eight and that is mcdonald's beast wars rhino why would this simple silly little toy be so important to me and i will tell you it is the toy that reminded me that transformers were back out and that 
there was a cartoon on called Beast Wars. And I should probably check that out. Uh, I got a Happy Meal uh, one day after school in my first year of college on my way home. Stopped at Queen Center Mall in the food court, in the old Queen Center Mall before it was uh, renovated into the huge mall it is now. Went down to the basement, which was where McDonald's was, also where KB Toys was, and got myself a Happy Meal because I wanted a Transformer out of it <laughs> at 18 years old. And from there, I just started digging into other things Transformers related. And in that Happy Meal was Mick Beast Wars Rhino. It's not even the best one from those McDonald's Beast Wars figures. That one would be Beetle. But that's why this one is on the list. This started me on this journey again uh, into Transformers in 1996. And uh, I've been here ever since. So that toy is always going to be very important to me. And then into number seven, which I got, I think, the next year at some point, was Japanese Beast Wars Rhinox. And I can't remember how. I think I bought it off of eBay back in 97. It was one of the first things I got off of eBay. Um, but it was so cool to me that it was in a different color scheme. Um, it had... A, uh, just a completely different paint application layout on the beast mode and you can check it out on the site www.tfu.info uh, just swing into 1997 and click on Rhinox or swing into 96 and click on Rhinox for the first one uh, to compare that Rhinox was just really pretty and I think that created the I, up until then I that was my first Japanese figure it was my first foreign figure and for me it I don't know if it demystified Japanese figures or if it created even more of an interest for me in Japanese Transformers, but that one was certainly important to me on my collecting journey. And again, once again, with the variants and variations, I think it drove me to like having more than one of the same mold if it meant that they looked slightly different and you could put them next to each other and kind of compare and contrast the differences. Now, coming in at number six, another Beast Wars character, but not a Beast Wars uh, original toy. This one is also a recent release, and that is Masterpiece Dinobot. The reason this one is so important to me as a collector because it, it has changed my outlook for the future and, and in the current state of Transformers, and that is that anything is possible. Uh, there is anything possible to be released. The fact that that toy can transform from one mode to the other uh, the way it does and look as good as it does is quite amazing to me. And that was one when they started doing Beast Wars Masterpiece, even before that, we we're like, there's no way that Masterpiece about is going to happen. That toy is just too weird. Uh, those two modes are just too much unalike to pull it off, and they pulled it off. So knowing anything is possible, that one is important, and I think... That's why that toy is going to be so high up the list, because for me as a collector, it reminds me that anything is possible. And then it, as long as you're patient with the brand, that thing that you want might come down the line. Right now, for me, it's some sort of killing jar box set from Hasbro, since they just need to really redo Cyclonus and then do the colors of those characters in the killing jar. But that would be the one for me. And so I'm hoping that comes down the line at some point. And that's why I don't go out of my way with third-party figures, uh, because at, at this point, I know that 
it's likely they're going to touch on on just about everything at some point. I just have to stay alive. And that brings us to the top five. And coming at number five is a Transformers movie figure, technically. And technically it's a Cybertron figure, and technically it's a G1 figure. I'm talking about movie big daddy. And this also goes to what I was talking about previously about anything is possible. Uh, Movie Big Daddy came out of a bunch of us fans at BotCon jokingly requesting they do an update for Big Daddy uh, at the Hasbro panel. And they took that interest and spun it into a Walmart-exclusive toy. And because it just exists, again, it shows me the power of what fans can do when they come together when you stay positive and when you approach it with the right attitude and big daddy it was a joke because it was just the silly name and we somehow turned it into something that actually happened that is the importance of community in this fandom in particular um and the importance of of staying positive and i think that brings me to number four and this is where i start adding multiple figures (laughs) together and it's not because of the figures themselves sometimes but the stories behind them. And for this one, it is Transmetal Megatron and Optimus from Beast Wars. And I got them together at the same time. And look, those toys are some of the best and some of the most important Transformers of all time. Look online, read up on them. Uh, they are super fun toys, and they always remind me of how fun they are, but they also always remind me of the, how I got them. They were kind of hard to come by at first. And... On Altoys Transformers, there was, you know, conversation on how to get them, where, where to find them. And one of the people I had gotten friendly with on Altoys Transformers was a gentleman by the name of Rob Gerbracht. Uh, he goes by the screen handle Tengu. Uh, he is went on to uh, be part of the uh, production team for OTFCC. He wrote a couple of the Wreckers comics back in the day. Uh, he was the trivia champion at BotCon. Uh, at least one year and he was basically the first person I met in person in the fandom because of these figures Uh, he had bought an extra set he wanted to sell them we both lived uh, east of New York City of of Manhattan I was living in Queens where I grew up he is from Long Island and we met in the parking lot of the Levittown Toys R Us which is no longer there Uh, it is Kohl's now and uh, he sold me these figures and we talked for a little bit and then I would see him at conventions and it was just I had a familiar face to go and say hi and, and talk to and walk around with and, and, and hang out with. And again, it goes back to community. I think the most important thing beyond the collecting, beyond the shows, beyond the interest in this hobby is the community that goes with it. And if you haven't been out, you haven't been out and, and met a few people, talked to a few people, just made a friend or two, uh, go do it. Um, it's so rewarding, so worth it. I mean, I chat with uh, a whole bunch of people. Rob and I are friends on Facebook. He has moved uh, much further away <laughs> in his time. But I, I still chat with so many, so many people. And I want to tell you that it is something worthwhile for you to do. And that takes us into the top three. And these are going to be certainly not your <laughs> top three best Transformers toys of all time. Uh, That's for sure. Coming in number three, and this is really a group of six, but I'll take you back to the story of when I first saw them. 
and what really attracted me to them and then why I feel they are important in my collecting, in my choices of collecting. And that takes me back to, I guess, a time around the year 2000. When I was at a friend's place, actually it was probably a bunch of us, uh, Ouija folks hanging out, and he had these store-exclusive from Japan spy changers. Uh, they were the Jesco spy changers, which were all in clear plastic, so they hadn't done any of the other clear spy changers at this point. But I just remember seeing them, the way the light hit them, and I was like, these things are flipping gorgeous. And I knew I had to go out and hunt them down because I really wanted them. And they're a special part of my collection. Actually, I, I pretty much always always have them on my desk by my computer um, because they're just pretty to look at. They catch the sun very well. I know people say clear plastic tends to break. I've never had a problem with them in the 20 years I've owned mine. Um, and I think they're important to me in my collecting journey because not only, you know, as a collector do you think, Eventually, you learn to realize that you know anything is possible. At least that's what I've learned, as I mentioned earlier. But also that with any piece of your collection, give it enough time and and making sure you have the proper resources, aka money, you can attain just about any piece you want for your collection. Uh, and that's not to say you need to have a ton of money, but if you save and wait over time or uh, hunt down the right deal, you can pretty much put any piece into your Transformers collection that you really want. And uh, this one, these guys took a little finding at the time. They're probably easier to find now than they were then. Uh, and I had to wait for the right deal and the right price and a seller in Japan who was willing to, to go at the price I wanted. And... Eventually, uh, you know, I got them, and I think, you know, that lesson too is is something worth noting. But they're they're gorgeous figures, and they're ones I'm just very very proud to have in my collection because they're probably because they're a little exotic too. And that takes us to the top two, and that number two is probably the figure you thought was going to be at number one, and that is Generation One Wheeljack. And there's a couple of reasons why this figure is important to me in my collecting journey. Um, I'll dial into the main one in a second, but again, talking about how anything is attainable over time. This is one I had as a kid, but I missed out on him in 84 and 85. He was a mail-away figure in the STARS program, which was really good for me as someone who came back to Transformers after um, getting out of them as a kid and then finding other things and then eventually finding my way back. I always wanted a wheeljack, and knowing that I could at least get to him through some method, uh, pre-eBay, pre-internet, always left me hope that I could find other figures. And, you know, when I first found eBay in the late 90s, that that was kind of realized as well. But the main reason why this figure is so high up my list and why Wheeljack is probably one of my all-time favorite characters... Um, has nothing to do with the character itself, but to do with his stickers and his markings. He has fake Alitalia, the Italian Airlines uh, logo on him, and is predominantly white with uh, green and red stickers. 
and uh, decked out in kind of Italian flag colors. Now, I've never been to Italy, but I am uh, Italian-American, uh, 100% on both sides of my family. And I used to see the Alitalia logo at my grandmother's house because she used to go uh, occasionally visit her cousins in Sicily. And for me, it was something I never really saw in a cartoon or in any sort of kids programming was those symbols, which meant that to some extent, Wheeljack was like me, at least to my kid brain, right? And I think it speaks further to representation. And I think a lot of people find their way into Transformers via some sort of representation of who they are. And that even continues into, you know, the later IDW uh, stuff, uh, not the current continuity, but the previous continuity. Um, so whether it's Wheeljack for me or, you know, a lot of people feel jazz represents African-Americans to some extent and uh, being voiced by Scatman Crothers probably helps in that regard as well. Um or just finding, you know, a character that that is similar to who you feel you are on the inside and on the outside, uh, whether it be, you know, Chrome Dome and Rewind or Anode or uh, Starscream or Knockout or Megatron or whoever whoever that may be, uh, with how characters are represented. Uh, it reminds us all that representation in whatever art form, whatever culture uh, you're into uh, matters. Uh, it matters not only for you as the person who is receiving it, but also on the other end, it matters as a reflection of you to other people. And I hope you all do take that to heart. And that is why Wheeljack is in my list, G1 Wheeljack. And why he is so high up. And he would be number one if it wasn't for this one figure. And I'll tell you about that. But first, let's recap the top 20. Coming in at 20 was Dark Crumple Zone at 19. Micron Legend Shockwave, a.k.a. the Japanese version of Tidal Wave from Armada at 18. G1 Computron at 17. G2 Devastator at 16. Power Master Optimus Prime at 15, the E-Hobby Gobot set at 14, Action Master Bumblebee at 13, Animated Bumblebee at 12, G2 Hooligan at 11, Beast Wars 2nd Lyo Convoy at 10, Combiner Wars Drag Strip at 9, Classic Starscream at 8, McDonald's Beast Wars Rhino at 7, Japanese Beast Wars Rhinox at 6, Masterpiece Dinobot at 5, Movie Big Daddy at 4, Transmetal Megatron and Optimus at 3, the Jusco Spy Changers, and at 2, G1 Wheeljack. And coming in at number 1, drumroll please. You'd think it would be a show character or a fairly important comic book character or movie character, but uh, it's way, way out there. It is Beast Wars Polar Claw. What? What you say, Beast Wars Polar Claw? Well, yes, Beast Wars Polar Claw. Turns into a polar bear. He's got a bat that fires off his shoulder. He uh, was never in the Beast Wars cartoon. Uh, he was 
kind of in the Beast Wars comic from IDW. And the reason this figure is in it, number one, is this the toy that got me back into collecting Transformers uh, on what has been a permanent basis since 1997-ish, uh, 96, 97. Yep, because I kind of went into the toy store, into Toys R Us, as an 18-year-old going, eh, it'd be fun to kind of look around after picking up that McDonald's toy. And uh, something really drew me in about Polar Claw. I think it was really how his polar bear front arms mounted on his shoulders and uh, he had weapons that fired off his shoulders, which was very, very um, G1 reminiscent for me uh, in a way like Prowl or Blue Streak had the shoulder launchers or Wheeljack who had the shoulder launchers. Um, I think that sort of uh, design and that sort of way of presenting the robot mode as impractical as it is because that means the robot can't look side to side <laughs> without these giant things in his face i think it drew me in uh and it's what drew me in to look into the transformers online fandom and to try to go watch beast wars if i hadn't done so already uh i might be misremembering the timeline there a little bit but that was the one and i think if not for that figure, and for not for how good that figure really was, I mean, at fifteen bucks, it was a it was a heck of a toy. Um, I don't think I would have uh, come back the way I have, or be here doing this podcast, or running tfu.info the website. And so, there you have it. It's a pretty simple choice for me, and, and uh, that is the list of the top twenty. Most Influential Transformers to Me. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts, plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. So what do you think of the list? What are your top two, three, four most influential Transformers to you? Hit me up on social media and let me know. Hit me up on social media, comment below if you're watching the video, and let me know. Till next time, I am Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. See you.